0: Welcome to the 52 Love Podcast, your show for 52 love lessons in 52 weeks. Before we dive in, remember you can find the video version of this episode on YouTube along with the rest of the series. And now here's your host, Ms. Tanya Todd. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the 52 Love Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Todd. 52 Love began as a blog series last year, 52 Love Lessons in 52 Weeks. This year, we are exploring each of those tips with a new guest each week. This week's tip is to take care of a task that is usually your partner's. It's to help your partner with a job that is usually theirs to achieve. And here to discuss it is my guest, Gabby. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us what you do?
1: Hi, yeah, my name is Gabby. Um, I uh, am a romance author. I have two different pen names, G.S. Carr and then Gabrielle Carr. Um, and so it was really cool when you asked me to do this because uh, there's like the theory and then there's like the reality. So, <laughs> I'm <Yeah. really>
0: happy. <laughs> so why don't you tell us what your thoughts were when assigned this tip and then how you went about applying it and then how it worked out for you? Yeah. Um, so um,
1: honestly, upon receiving the tip, uh, this particular task, um, it was kind of interesting because um, my husband's love language really isn't um, access service. It's more so kind of mine. Um, so it was really interesting to kind of see like how he would react, you know, to that and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But so what I decided to do, we're actually in the process of selling our house um, and the entire house needs to be painted. Um, so I took it upon myself to, um, you know, start painting the house and getting the house painted and doing that for him, um, and letting him like go off and do poker nights and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, so it's been really cool. Um, and it's actually kind of funny because one of the things that I noticed about him, like, was that, um, he actually feels kind of like bad about it, I guess. He's like, no man, like you can't do that. And I'm like, no, I got this. Like, I want to do this for you, you know, and everything. So, um, it's kind of weird. Like, cause like I said, he feels a little guilty, I guess, about making, like letting me do it all or whatever. Cause that's usually like the house stuff is like him. Like, I don't even take a trash So, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it's really cool. Like just allowing him to be able to kind of sit back and, you know, let me handle this thing for him and everything like that. So, um, Yeah. So I liked it. Definitely, definitely. And it was just um, one of those ways for us to, I guess, kind of just try something different. So I'm really glad that you, again, kind of let me come on here and, A, let me try that. It was, it was a lot of fun. So yeah,
0: It's important to know the love languages, though. Like, yeah. and, and I appreciate that you did one that was outside of his. Just, you know, that doesn't mean these are the only ways that I can show you love
1: yeah exactly exactly like so his love language generally is like words of affirmation and physical touch um like mm. i said mine is usually like acts of service and stuff like that so it was actually kind of cool because like on the flip side of that um being one that receives love kind of in like the acts of service like it was really it made me feel kind of better too um to be able yeah. to give it to him in that way um because like i felt like yeah i was like doing something to help him out
0: and um like it made me feel good too you know yeah so, And for something like this, you could have gone as simple as, you know, it's usually your job to take out the trash. I'll handle it. You know what? I'm going to fill up the vehicles with gas so you don't have to be bothered with that. That works, but you went full force and painted the house. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's actually, well, it's fun. It's kind of funny because I have ADHD real bad. So like I have to compartmentalize and I can only do like certain tasks at a time. So I will say that he probably would like it to get done a lot faster than I'm able to do it. But uh and, you know, he's still like appreciative of the fact that we're just that I'm doing it in general and everything like that. So um yeah, but it's yeah, he definitely would probably appreciate it if I can get because like, I, I literally could do like a wall, a wall a day or like a side of the room a day and like that's yeah. it. so hey, but,
0: yeah. you know, it's getting done. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, um,
1: it was definitely, I, I really enjoyed like being able to do that for him. So
0: yeah. Well, you <laughs> said that it's usually his job to take care of the house. What are your responsibilities?
1: Um, You know, uh, I will definitely say, I think in our relationship, we don't necessarily have like defined roles. Um, so like, but like, I just more so do like the cleaning up, I guess. Around the house sometimes. Um, so like you know, clean up the bathroom or whatever. So and it and it, it we didn't like ever like sit down just us personally, we never like sat down I was like, Okay, you do this, you do this or anything like that. It's just kinda like if I don't leave the bathroom. Happens organically usually. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it won't get <be> clean. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, just like usually, like clean up the house, and stuff like that. And then I take care of all the bills and stuff like that.
0: Like I'm a finance. So how do you feel if he tries to take over something that is usually your job? Do you appreciate it or do you feel controlling about it? Like, Oh, that's mine. Yeah. You know, it's actually kind of funny. I don't, I won't
1: say control. I won't say control. You won't
0: say it. That doesn't mean it's not uh, true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I definitely,
0: like, I would,
1: I like things to be done a very specific way, um, and so, and no, like, them done a specific way, like, I'm not picky, so, like, I will, I'm not, person I prefer the term like, finicky, yeah,
0: yeah, I like that,
1: I like that, um, so, like, I won't, like, necessarily, like, expect, like, expect him to do anything, you know, like, I'll be, like, man, like, I'm not the one doing it, it doesn't get done, but, like, I mm-hmm. actually prefer that, because, like, like, if I do it, like, it can be done the way I like it to be done.
0: Yeah. Because
1: kind of like, if he does it, I would never
0: ask him to change how he did it, if that makes sense. Like people yes. who like, yeah, like, you're grateful never that it's being it. done and it's not like, well, he didn't do yeah. it my way. So it's not worthwhile. No, it is worthwhile yeah. because exactly. he still did it. And exactly. It, it got yeah.
1: done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Although I probably would have done it this way and
0: this way yeah. and this <laughs> way yeah but the however is in silent parentheses <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly exactly yeah so
1: um but yeah it, it definitely would be a lot harder for me like he tried to make me like when first I got married um I'm very picky with food and stuff and so he used to try mm-hmm. to make like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and stuff and I never liked peanut butter and jelly sandwiches um growing up the I have a thing about soggy bread um and so like the bread has to be toasted specifically Mm -hmm. then there has to be like certain proportions of peanut butter and jelly and he used to like try to make me sandwiches when we're um first married and dating and stuff and i was like (laughs) don't make me sandwiches because I obligated to eat them but like I definitely like appreciate like the effort you know? right. I appreciate the work yeah. you're putting into this but I need yeah. to be
0: honest with you it's, yeah it's
1: wrong yeah <laughs> but at the same time though I uh learned to eat peanut butter jelly sandwiches in various um stages of you know completion or whatever like mm-hmm. you know, so,
0: yeah so yeah. <laughs> if you put the peanut butter on both slices of bread, it reduces a lot of that sogginess.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's like a
0: like a trauma of childhood, you know, like when
1: you're like going out to the beach or something and your mom used to make sandwiches and put them in the cooler and they got soggy mm-hmm. by the time you actually ate them and I just
0: yeah, No, that sure. doesn't sound appetizing at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but I learned to eat them in college because I was so broke that I had like no other choice. Like you get a loaf of bread and a thing of, a jar of jam and peanut butter and it'll last you for like a month. So I learned in college or whatever, but very specifically but which is a again, different
0: trauma, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But again, back to like I appreciate him wanting to do that for me. Um, and that's one thing about my husband, I will say he always like he wants to like show me that he loves me and like do it in a way that works for
0: me. And
1: that's not that's not love, way. Well, it's one of the reasons why I love him so much
0: because he's so awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, he puts in the effort to love you in your language, huh?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, yeah. Like, oh, babe, like, what can I do for you? And he plays with me a lot. So like, I like I get these moods where I will just like want to be absolutely ridiculous. And he'll be like, all right, look, you got like 20 minutes to just be foolish mm-hmm. and then you got to rein it in.
0: And I'm like, okay, cool, 20 minutes. <laughs> it's good that you play together. Yeah. It keeps the relationship fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Do you put any of these idiosyncrasies into your books? You know, so it's actually kind of funny. I was thinking, I, I
1: was thinking the other day, I was like, you know, I feel like sometimes you can see what an author defines as love in like how they write their romance book, you know, because I mean, obviously, like, that's the point. It's like, the two characters like showing that they love each other. And so you can kind of see that. So I never thought I did necessarily, but like some of my friends, they're like, okay, yeah, um I literally heard you all up and down that book. So I guess the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> you know, like kind of subconsciously, I probably just, you know, toss all those in there. And like I'm thinking I'm giving these characters like their own individual identities, but maybe I'm not.
0: <laughs> but, I went through the same thing, you know. People asked, is this character you? Like, no, this is not my character. Yeah. And this, the, the character in question happens to be an actress. Well, I yeah. wasn't an actress when I started writing it. So, of course, it's not me. Like, I became yeah. an actor after I wrote this, the book. Yeah. And she kind of inspired me. And then I ended up taking this truth workshop and I had kind of seven stories that I was dealing with. -hmm. And I just broke down crying in the truth workshop because all of my characters are me. They're all me. They're not each other, but they are all me. And I was really just kidding myself. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. I think that, like, it just, you can't help it. So it's just kind of just a piece of your, like, you leave a piece of your soul in each of the Mm -hmm. books and it's like a piece of yourself, like, because it's how you see the world and any piece of art, no matter if it's like a book or painting or anything, like, it's, how that artist saw the world at that point in time.
0: Right? right. So yeah. Yeah. What what was this truth workshop? What what did you what did you do in that? It was something that was done for Henderson Writers Group. I was not <laughs> the education chair at that point. And really it wasn't even the education chair who put it together. It was Amanda Skenendor brought in Erica Batal Lazar, I believe is how you say her name. She's just fantastic. She's just poetic in everything that she says. And I mean, she just sat us down and we went through these different exercises. And it just, it hit me in the middle of the class mm. that all of my characters are me. Like, why why did I not think that they're they're me, you know? Because yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't all look like me. They're, I mean, they have so mm-hmm. many different qualities and there's yeah. plenty of things that are different from me, but at their core, there's uh, even the antagonists in the story, they're me, you know, it's not, not just the main characters, but they're the important characters. They all have some connection to me, a thread that I wasn't acknowledging. And now I'm okay with it. You know, now it's like, okay, well, this, this is this part of me and this is this part of me. And, the main one in question is very much like you, where she is extremely particular about her food choices and how things are prepared. And yeah. I am also like that. And I yeah. you know, I'm I made her even worse, but there are people who knew me, they're like, Yeah, that's you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, nobody else is like that. That is that's a you thing. Other people don't get like that. I'm like, yeah, well, why not? <laughs> <You know? laughs> food should be prepared properly you know (laughs) exactly
1: exactly uh yeah yeah that sounds like an awesome workshop definitely like i yeah if i did something like that i'd probably end up frying my eyeballs out too you know but yeah it was
0: it it stuck with me it was fantastic and you know you just learn things about yourself while you're Mm -hmm. writing and then these workshops and the things that you learned become even more clear yeah
1: yeah exactly yeah i um I, the one thing I think I noticed about myself and like even like my definition of love or, or whatever that I kind of like saw through my writing is, um, so one of the things about writing is, um, you know, there's like that balance between like being commercial and then like, you know, um, writing the story that you love, you know, I think that's like the yeah. every artist, you know, battle, you know, and, um, I write really, um, like emotional like i want to like rip your heart out make you laugh make you cry possibly make you angry like my favorite um reaction from one of my readers was she was like i was on a plane and i was reading the book and i literally just started yelling and screaming and like was like how would you do that and then like the guy next to her was like um ma'am um it doesn't you that much maybe you should put it down you know and i was um and I don't know like I guess like like right now some from what I've been hearing is like everyone's like oh like you want to do a rom-com like something fun and light and I'm like I can't write fun and light you know (laughs) I'm like noticing like but I I need that though and even like in like personal relationships or whatever like I feel like that true and this is like my personal like that true understanding or depth of that love like it kind of comes from like working through the mess together you know mm-hmm. and like um like that's one thing that i definitely love about like me and my husband is the fact that he lets me just like be a mess and like still loves me <laughs> you know um and i've heard horror stories of women who were like you know they'll tell their husband like their deepest darkest secrets or their fiance, or boyfriends or whatever and they're like and then they like nah, leave them or whatever you know and like mm-hmm. my husband just lets me be a complete total psychopath and like lay on the floor and be like "Ah." and then he'll be like so what do you want for dinner and I'm like
0: whatever you want okay let's go (laughs) you know and so that's that acts of service though let me take care of you yeah true but there is that you know there's that quote that if if your partner doesn't love you at your worst they don't deserve you at, at your best True that. And it sounds True like that. he loves you at your worst.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does. He does, and uh,
0: and I love it. And you know,
1: and it's and it's actually kind of funny because he helps me to to see my best, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that, but like, one of the thing about like ADHD, like people think about it's you know, oh, you're like scatterbrained or whatever, you know, and like that's part of it, but not like fully. Like part of it is like I am. I get like really like hard on myself. Um, like sometimes like I get just like really overwhelmed with everything that I have to get done. And so like it kind of puts me into this space where like my anxiety just goes to the roof and then like I can't get anything. Then I like I, I just get like paralyzed and like can't motivate myself to do like anything. And then like mm-hmm. I'm like beating myself up because I can't just go and do. And um, then like, I just like, I just kind of like hate myself, I guess, for like a moment there or whatever. And then it gets even worse because like I know like I'm good at whatever it is, or like I even sometimes like I even like want to do whatever it is that I'm not able to like bring myself to do. And like he'll just like sit there with me and like, he'll be like, it's okay, babe. Like, you know, you're like, he just helps me to remember like that's not like all of it. Like the fact that when I do get past these moments, like I do great work, you know, or whatever. And like, there are systems in place that can like help me to kind of get over there or he'll just or like he'll mm-hmm. be that you know support system to help me kind of get over those moments or whatever and um you know just like help me to like again see the, the good through the through the fog of my crazy brain so yeah
0: I love my husband well, <laughs> I can tell you
1: know, that's <laughs> Does he like, inspire any
0: of your characters
1: um you know. I, can't, I won't say like, like specifically, I guess, like inspiring any particular one, but I guess there's like a, and again, I think there's going to be a piece of him and everything, just like there's a piece mm-hmm. of me and everything, because it's again kind of how we've managed things and it kind of just like kind right. of shapes
0: my, my
1: view and again how I write and everything like
0: that. So, yeah. So tell us about what you write.
1: Uh, I write historical romance. Um, And I, so I have two pen names, G.S. Carr. She's my, um, I guess, sweet is what, like, I say sweet, like, no on-page sex, I guess, or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. It is mainly, like, American Reconstruction era, Western um, type. And uh, I actually started that one back in 2018 because it was just, like, a story of my heart. And I wrote it, and people were like, okay, great, like, and now where's the next one? And I was like, next one? And I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, and then I have Gabrielle Carr. So that's my more like commercial Regency, you know, and all that good stuff on page sex or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Cause like, one thing about me is like, I try to make majority of my heroines, people of color. Um, and just like, I love it because like I get to shine a light on a different part of history. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's sometimes I feel like not a lot of narratives out there, like especially like in the Regency, like, you know, people scrapping down. Black people didn't exist in London until like the 1960s or something. <laughs> you know,
0: could so it just appeared. Yeah.
1: You know, and it's great being able to like reimagine, you know, what could have been like, and I think that's one thing people forget, like especially in the historical realm, like they're like, that can happen. I was like, it's, it's reimagining, like it's fiction first and foremost. You know, so like I get to reimagine what could have happened or what these characters could have been like or what their life could have mm-hmm. been like. Everything like that. So I love it. It's, it's, it's absolutely, I, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. How do you do your research? You know, well, you know, it's actually kind funny. I was not a history person in school, like at all. Um, and the first book that I wrote, like it just kind of came, like I said, it was like, I swear I wanted to write that book since I was like 12. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so once I like actually was like, okay, like I really enjoy this genre and, and like my voice, I feel like lends to it. I was like, all right. So, I mean, honestly, like a lot of just like Google searches can like, will, like start me off sometimes like, um, and then like, like a Google search will like hit, point me to like a particular person like uh, Nathaniel Wells, guy from St. Kitts, who was back in the Regency era, who was half black and his dad's into England and he became like a high sheriff or whatever. Um, and so, like, I'll take that little piece, and then, like, I'll just like go on this rabbit hunt, like maybe like find a book about him, or mm-hmm. you know, just something like that, or just like, just yeah, like typing in like black people in London, or you know, the Old West, or whatever, and then just like
0: buy you come books. up with amazing and, photos, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. They're like, so cool. black people didn't exist. What's all this? <laughs> Yeah, like you know, uh, like even in paintings
1: and stuff like that, like right, you know, um, yeah. And so it's 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 super cool. Like I, I love it. Um, and just like I, I have a ton of books, and I've been super excited uh, when I decided to be a writer because like I get to write them all off on my taxes. So I'm like,
0: yeah, <laughs> you know what? I, I never thought of that. I, of all yeah. the things that I. I even have a section in my newsletter that says, like, this is for my writing group book club, this Mm -hmm. is for research, and this is for me. So the entire time I've been doing that, those books that I purchased for research could have been written off. There you go. (gasps) Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Keep that in mind next year. Definitely. I keep all my receipts because I'm like... Oh, this uh, This is not the lesson we thought we were going to learn today, but <laughs> I learned it. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Like, literally, I have an
1: entire bookshelf. Like, I have uh, the four bookshelves from Ikea in my office. And, like, I have one bookshelf that's, just, like, all research books and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. In it.
1: Yeah. So I love it. Yeah.
0: What are you working yeah. on now?
1: Um, so I am currently working on a Regency um, for Gabriel Carr. Um, well, it's actually kind of funny. So I have two books. I have a Western for GS Carr, and it's almost like a quarter of the way finished. And then mm-hmm. I had to like remind myself to focus. Um, so I put that to the side briefly. And so now I'm working on a Regency. And um, it's a lot of fun because um, I always decide, I always have to decide how much, um, again, of that, that reimagining and what if versus like real fiction. I mean, real history, excuse me, um, mm-hmm. to do with my books, um, because being real, uh, a lot of the time frames uh, wasn't the best. Uh, there was slavery and just, I mean, just in general, you know, uh, workhouses with children and, you know, well, you know, that's yeah. not how <laughs> people were treated. Um, but then at the same time, um, you know, of course, people read to escape especially the regency it's like all about the ball gowns and the
0: you know right
1: blah, blah. so like how to like marry those two or whatever so um i've just decided that i have to just be true to who i am so i'm working on a regency where the heroine uh, she is um half black her um father uh married her mother in Jamaica and then brought her over to England so he wants her to get married and all that stuff so she's having like her season or whatever but then some of the um, dangers and the family secrets and stuff from the dad's time in Jamaica kind of comes and bites them in the butt in in England and everything like that so she has to you know kind of save her skin while on the marriage mark while you know like trying to yeah navigate all this other good stuff and of course the sexy Earl that light like, catches her attention, but of course it's like bad boy all day, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so when do I get to read this?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's coming out November 2nd, so. yeah. Oh, you're that close.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, so we're in the final production phase. And all that What's good, your so. publication path, like, are you self-publishing, do you use a small press, are you traditionally published? Yeah, so
1: um, I self-publish, well, I guess I'm, I guess I'm technically, here. I, and, um I got an agent. And so we did a couple of Audible originals. So I did mm-hmm. a contemporary, actually, with Audible. Um, the perfect play um, It's about uh, two people wake, wake up in Vegas, football player or whatever. And then the twin sister of one of his uh, teammates, they wake up in Vegas, married and all that good stuff. So that was actually a lot of fun. That was kind of on the rom-com. Vegas. Step, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I actually realized I can kind of sort of do a rom-com, you know, kind of. Um, so yeah, so I have a couple audibles or whatever. So I guess for me, when I think about the traditional versus the self publishing and everything like that, to me, traditional publishing should be a, um, it should, everything should be done with purpose. Like I think some people want to do it because they have like the accolades of, oh, I was traditionally published. Um, But to me, my traditional publishing, I actually think of it as a loss, kind of. Like, I don't think I'll really make all that much money or as much money as I could if I published it myself. But
0: Mm -hmm. they have a
1: much larger audience and reach, of course. Right, they
0: have distribution. um,
1: Yeah, exactly. So my thought is I want to use that platform to, um, like, rise the tide of my self-publishing books. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm working on um, getting out a couple of my regencies which is, you know, more of the genre mainstream type stuff, um, self-published. And then I want to do the traditional publishing route um, with maybe like a new series. And again, Mm -hmm. those books can kind of raise the awareness and the tide of my self-published books. So... That's my, you
0: know, you
1: gotta have a plan.
0: I, I love think. how much thought you've put into this. You're not like, oh, we'll just see how it goes. I'm like, I'm doing this, this, and this, and this, and it's gonna lead to this. Yeah, Exactly. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, this is a business. Like, I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, but it is a business.
1: And, and it's good that you know the- that. Yeah, exactly. You know? Uh, so, well, yeah. so that
0: you can make some of that money, why don't you tell the yeah, audience sure. where they can find you and your work?
1: Uh, yeah. So, you can actually find me. Um, on Amazon, G.S. Car and Gabrielle Car, or you could just find me on my website. Um, so you could just type in gscarr.com and I actually um, have like both of my pin names on the same website because it's basically historical romance, the same thing, just spicy versus not spicy. So mm-hmm. it's all on one website. So yeah. Oh,
0: and also <laughs> I've been on TikTok. Spicy versus mild, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. And also I've been on TikTok recently uh, it is not anything book-related. It's me just being super foolish. <laughs>
0: so, well, you said you'd like to play, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, like, it, it's super, fu- like, my husband's like, you have no sense. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm also on uh, TikToks, Gaboo for Life. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. How do
0: you spell okay. that?
1: <laughs> yeah, G-A-B-B, uh, excuse me, G-A-B-O-O, and then the number four, and then Life. Yeah. When I was younger, when I was in high school, what am I um, friends called me Gabu so that just kind of stuck with
0: me all that (laughs) so you're probably (laughs) the only one on there with that name right (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) well thank you very much for trying the tip and sharing your experience (laughs) with it and for sharing your work I can't wait to read it And thank thank you you to the audience for tuning in. And if you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe. Leave a note for Gabby in the comments, letting her know how much you enjoyed having her on the show. And until next time, remember to treat love as a verb.